Hello and welcome to Flywheel. I'm Sam, host here, and today I'm here with Cryptovester. What's up, sir? Hi, how you doing, sir? And good to be here. Yeah, good to have you as well. And we're here to talk about your latest article, which we have on flywheeldefi.com. Uh, we send this out every two weeks. It's called Cryptovester's Alpha Corner. And uh, the man himself is tearing through the docs, asking questions in chat, and discovering everything about Frax that is upcoming and potentially could be quote unquote alpha. Uh, and so, yeah, so come over to flywheel DeFi, sign up, get that email straight to your inbox every single day where we cover Frax and everything surrounding it. So but let's dive straight into the article. Uh, today we talked about uh, data availability and what that means for Fraxtal. Yeah, um, you know, when I first heard about the uh, incentive structure uh, you know sam wasn't giving a whole lot of details about who would get that and how that would work in the beginning and then um so i i assumed that it had a lot to do with uh the app layer and uh whatever applications you know very similar to what we're used to seeing you know curve or whoever decides to join the chain or you know build on the chain gets uh gets these incentives and um and then this, the data, the DA layer kept coming up and kept coming up. And I asked a couple of questions a few weeks ago about, you know, can Solana connect to the chain? And, you know, that became, you know, apparent. And so it's obvious that you can have uh, many chains connecting to Fraxtal. So then it occurred to me, I said, well, okay, so are these so let's, chains... Let's, let's, take, let's take a step back here first, sure. just to, to get everybody on board. Uh, Fraxtal is going to be a modular rollup modular super chain rollup using the OP stack. And essentially that means that it takes the four properties of what it is to be a, a blockchain, which is like uh, execution, consensus, settlement, and data availability, and it breaks it up into its own little parts. And so uh, you can essentially modularize these and allow these different functions to be handled by different parts of a uh, bigger network. And so one part of that is data availability and um, data availability is important because, uh, again, that's where you get all your data from. I mean, the, the state of the blockchain has to live somewhere. And so, uh, you know, that's where we've seen new projects like Celestia come in. Uh, there's also a bunch of other DA projects that have come out. And the idea here is that by offloading your data availability to another network, you can help reduce uh, transaction costs on the whole. But uh, when it comes to Fraxtal, it's not just about reducing transaction costs. It's also about connecting all these other networks. Correct. Correct. And and subsequently, these networks are going to be eligible for the flux points. And that is that is what's very, very different. So you can imagine, you know, something like Solana or Cosmos or Polkadot or any of these other chains uh, that want to interact with Fraxtal, want to have... Uh, a quick uh, connection to an Ethereum layer two. And at the same time, because they're committing to this innovative DA layer, they're receiving incentives too. So uh, the, 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 the alpha here is that it's not just the apps on the chain that are receiving the, the incentives. It's, it's anyone committing to the chain and any chain. So it creates a world where, you know, the Solanas of the world and all the different chains can have uh, 
access to these incentives, which are going to be in the form of locked FF FXS. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so the data availability comes in because uh, all these networks need to prove somehow that the, the records of all the transactions that have ever existed on those networks exist and are available if needed right. without actually having to download them. And Consensus, so, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And so, uh, you know, if you look at other networks like Solana or these other networks, they could use Fraxtal as that data availability, data availability layer uh, to pull information from Fraxtal and then uh, continue to write that transaction data back to Fraxtal. Uh, and so, yeah, we could see a place where there's a load of networks. I mean, we had that picture that Frax put out in their docs yeah. uh, that essentially has four different parts. So Bitcoin is one of them with stacks on there. Mm -hmm. uh, there's all the EVM chains. Uh, there's non-EVM yep. chains, which is Solana. Uh, and then the last one was, uh, was so, sorry, it was like Solana and then Eclipse, I believe is what it's called. Right. Uh, right. And then you have the Cosmos stack as well, too. So right. uh, in That's theory, pretty comprehensive. Yeah. It's, covers a pretty good broad, you know, swath of, of chains. Exactly. Yeah. So they would be able to submit ZK proofs onto Fraxtal and uh, it would be verified there. And so all that data would be processed on Fraxtal. And then those, those networks could essentially pull that data back as they need it. Right. Yeah. And I, I think it even opens up and I'm not sure because this is not, you know, this is starting to get into kind of like the engineering of the chain. But like you said, if, if chains start using the, the, storage layer, the data availability layer of Fraxel, I mean, and they're being incentivized to do so, mm -hmm. what kinds of applications does that open them up for? What kinds of other things can they do because they can store data on an, on an ETH L2? You know, it's, it's, we don't know. I don't, I'm not really a hundred percent sure yet. I think it opens it up for, uh, you know, chains like Solana to do a lot of different types of things, uh, with their applications. So. That still remains to be seen. Like we, we don't know what could come from that. Yeah. So the, the big thing here is that what you're talking about in your article is that uh, because of this DA layer uh, and how it's incentivized through the, the Flux uh, point system to get FXTL. Yeah. I like to think of it as an algorithm. Uh, we might see a world where networks like Solana or Stacks or anything on Cosmos might become a big earner of those points as they write and pull data off of off of Fraxtal. And so that would be really interesting to have this kind of like singular hub where data availability also commands frac or FXTL points. And those FXTL points eventually can convert over to VEFXS. Right. And think think of the flux. I mean, I think I was reading uh, DeFi, uh, yeah, I think it was DeFi Dave's um, post about how the Flux uh, point system was really akin to Google's PageRank algorithm. So if you could think about it like having its own system in where it, it can determine which chain is using Fraxel the most, uh, the most commits, the most transactions, uh, the, the most usage. Um, so you could, you know, maybe there'll be a dashboard one day where, you know, you, you, you know, Solana's at the top for a few days and then maybe it's Cosmos or maybe it's some kind of random NFT mint 
going on on a different chain. And so we're going to see all these different things happening on this DA layer. Um, I don't know if anything exists like that yet, like as far as like, a, I'm sure it will. Um, but if you can think of it like page ranking Google, you know, it's going to basically prioritize these uh, different chains and or applications. Um, just like we look at Ethereum today, I mean, when, when there's a crazy NFT mint, we notice that gas goes, you know, through the roof and we notice that there's a lot of high usage. I think we're going to see something like that for Fraxel. And, but in, the, in, the, in that case, you're going to see high uh, incentivization as, you know, these chains are being used. Yeah. So this is probably something that's going to come probably later in Q2, maybe Q3, I'm thinking. Um, you know, we first have to see the network launch later this month uh, or around March, I think is right. when the full system goes out. Uh, and so we'll have full details then. But, you know, this, this won't just be for... Uh, those networks that we mentioned, anybody that builds an L3 or app chain on top of Fraxtel as well, too, would also be uh, available for of course. this as well, too. Right. So this is an addition to the app layer. So yeah, so yeah. applications and or chains that decide to use the data layer. Yeah, so it's kind of an expansion of how the whole VE system works between Curve Convex and Frax, where you know those are all applications that live on Ethereum. They all kind of share... Uh, voting power amongst themselves where mm -hmm. there's curve and then convex controls a lot of curve and frax controls both a lot of curve and convex and convex has a lot of efxs it's all intertwined right and they all kind of right. share share revenues between each other and so this would be a similar system except now it's being designed and used by different l1 l2 networks exactly yeah, yeah. and i think this is something that Sam talks about in our upcoming interview that we have going on tomorrow is that, you know, the Frax guys may not be the first at everything, but when they do come to build something, uh, they really typically have the best incentivization mechanisms uh, exactly. that are built for the long term and built with, you know, like slow, steady, long term growth in mind. And it doesn't have to be a flash in the pan by giving away a ton of tokens in an airdrop uh, in a one time thing. It's something that is is built to last. It's it's a well it's a well thought out design. Uh, it's not just put together randomly. Obviously, they, yeah. they've worked hard on this, and you know, probably some of the best builders in the space. Yeah, because you know he says this in the interview of like when there's ten thousand rollups, how do we differentiate between all of them? Like, what's right. the what's the reason to go to Blast or Manta, Scroll, uh, Arbitrum, Optimism? Like they're all going to have their own governance token that they give away. They're all going to have their own grant system. They're all going to have their own BD teams. Uh, so what are some of the mechanisms and designs that Zoom. we can think of Froze. at Frax that can really set us apart? And I think this is one of them with the DA uh, structure that they built. Yeah, no, absolutely. I mean, I, I'm really excited. Can't wait for March 6th. That's when the snapshot's going to be taken. Uh, right after that, I think uh, the Flux system starts taking effect, and uh, it's going to be exciting to see how much CDL we can attract. I'm, 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 I'm very optimistic, and I think it's going to be something uh, I, I don't believe most people are prepared for. Yeah. Well, very cool. Well, thank you for the write-up on data availability. It's available sure. at flywheeldefi.com, uh, where you can go, you can sign up. Uh, we send it out in an email if you do want to sign up. And also make sure to follow Cryptovestor on Twitter. Thank you, sir. Yeah.
And uh, also, yeah, thank you. And also uh, follow Flywheel, and we will see you again tomorrow with our interview with Sam Kazemian.